0: Christ. Amen. Alright. So, today will be the final Sunday of uh, 2019 before we enter into Chinese New Year. So, next Sunday will be a combined service. So, today will be the end of part three that I'm sharing with you. Uh, In the first Sunday of 2020, I talked about God. To put God first, start your journey with God. And last week, I talked about sharing the Word of God, evangelism that souls is very important. And today I want to talk about the Word of God. The reason why I want to stress about this tree is because this tree, God, Word of God, souls of men, these three are the things that will last forever. These three are the things that will exist forever in eternity. And that's why it's very uh, precious. It's something that is worth our time, energy and effort. God, Word of God, means book and I think that it is a very appropriate and very fitting word book the Bible is a book because it's a book for all people of all time of all culture and it is something that everyone regardless of the background regardless of the culture that this is the book that will speak to them so the Bible is true yesterday today and forever it is relevant for all culture, all races. It stands up against all tests and every criticism that has been uh, put under uh, pressure all these years. It is a book like no other. Do you know that the Bible is the best-selling book in all history of humanity? It's the best-selling book. It was estimated that about uh, 5 million modern Bible, printed Bible that has been sold. Five me, five billion, sorry, five billion modern printed Bible that has been sold since the invention of printing technology. More than five billions printed copy has been distributed and sold, and this is only estimation of the distribution to all over the world with the modern technology that we have. This is the statistic from the modern world, but we haven't taken into account in the ancient time when there's no printing technology. The Bible was Copied by hand, hand copied one by one, meticulously, word by word, phrase by phrase, paragraph by paragraph, row by row, column by column. That means that if the first row have eight words, they have to copy exactly eight words. You cannot have more, you cannot have less. That's how meticulous it is in copying and preserving the Bible, the scripture from the ancient time until today. And it is also estimated that the full Bible, the entire Bible, the full Bible from Genesis to Revelation, it has been translated to more than 700 languages of the entire world. More than 700 languages. And parts of the Bible, either the book of Psalms, the first four books of the, God, uh, the, the, the New Testament, the four gospels, parts of the gospel has been translated to more than 2,500 sub-languages and dialects of the world. Because there are some sub-languages and dialects which is not a written word. It is not a full language. But yet, there are people who have the effort to translate parts of the Bible into their languages. And the Bible is the most read book in the entire human history. No other book came close. So it is really a remarkable book. An amazing book. And there are altogether how many books In the Bible? 66. Divided into two main parts the Old Testament and the New Testament. How many books are there in the Old Testament? 39. How many are there in the New Testament? 27. So the word Testament actually means covenant. The word Testament means covenant. It is God's covenant to the people, it's God's covenant for humanity, for mankind. The Old Testament is a story of creation. It's a story of the founding and the preservation of the nation of Israel. The New Testament talks about the person of Christ, the work of the Holy Spirit, the life of the church, and the end times. So these are the two main contents of the Bible. And also amazingly, there are more than 40 different authors who wrote the Bible. And the Bible was written over a period of 1,500 years. Separated by so many years, by so many authors. It was written in three different languages. The Old Testament is written in Hebrew. The New Testament is mostly written in Greek. And some part is in Aramaic. The first author of the Bible is Moses. Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible, Genesis to Deuteronomy. And the last author is Apostle John the one who wrote the book of Revelation. So some other uh, famous author of the Bible includes King David, King Solomon, Prophet Daniel, Jonah, Isaiah, Ezekiel. In In the New Testament, we have Peter, Luke, Paul. So these are some of the people who have written the Bible. And all the authors, they came from all walks of life. They were kings, fishermen, priests, government officials. Farmers, shepherds, doctors, they came from all walks of life. Some were educated, most were not. They lived in different time of history throughout the 1,500 years, separated by tens and even thousands of years. And men, in many cases, over the 40 authors who wrote the Bible, they are complete strangers to one another. They do not know one another. They have never met one another, most of them, although some of them, they live in the same time. And although they came from different backgrounds, they lived in different times, they lived in different culture over a span of 1,500 years, incredibly, all of them wrote the same thing about God, about the message from God, about the nature of God, about the character of God, about the plan of God. They all wrote the same thing. They all agree in their writing about God even though it is separated in 1,500 years. That's how amazing the book of the Bible is. What was the longest book to be written is the Bible. It took 1,500 years to be written. And it has been translated to so many languages, so many sub-languages and dialects. It has been printed, so many copies being sold, so many copies. And it is also one of the books that has been given freely to so many people. It's an amazing book and there are so many people 40 over authors who have written them down but there are some people who ask pastor if it is men who wrote the bible so is it the word of god is it the word of men now second peter chapter 1 verse 20 to 21 says here above all you must understand that no prophecy of the scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things For prophecy never had its origin in the human world, in the human view, but prophets, through human, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Now, the Bible was written under the inspiration and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. God will use a person, Moses, Luke. Peter, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jonah. God will use them and the Holy Spirit will inspire them to write every word, every sentence. So each word, each sentence were all inspired by the Holy Spirit. Both the Old Testament and the New Testament, they are all inspired by the Holy Spirit. There was a revelation that is given to men by the Holy Spirit and the person wrote it down under the guidance of the holy spirit so the bible is the word of god revealed to us by god himself through the holy spirit and written by many different authors, and that's why you can write about the same thing even though written by so many authors in a span of 1500 years first 1 thessalonians chapter 2 verse 13 And we also thank God continually because when you receive the Word of God which you heard from us, you accepted it not as human word but as it actually is the Word of God which is indeed at work in you who believe. So the Bible is not just a book of good suggestion. It's not just a religious manuscript for the religion of Christianity. It is the very Word of God itself. The Bible is the Word of God. And the Bible is here to instruct us and to guide us. 2 Timothy 3, verse 16. All Scripture is God-breathed. It is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training so that we will become Righteous. So this is the Bible. It is here to instruct us and guide us. It provides instruction and principle for us to live a holy life, to live a righteous life, to live a godly life. It provides us examples and mistakes of human, so that we can learn from our life. And also it contains everything that we need to know in order to have the right relationship with God. And Jesus himself, when he confronted the Pharisees for their hypocritical practices, Jesus reprimanding them because the Pharisees were using the first five books of Moses, the Torah, to control and manipulate people. And this is what Jesus says, Mark chapter 7, verse 13. And you, the Pharisee, Jesus says, you nullify the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down and you do many things like that. So Jesus refer the Scripture as the Word of God. So the Bible is the Word of God. And Jesus reminds us that the Bible is a very unique book because it is also the eternal Word of God. It lasts forever. Matthew chapter 5, verse 18. For truly I tell you, Jesus says, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. The law referred to the writing of the first five books of the Torah, the Word. So, Jesus referred it as the eternal Word of God. The eternal truth that stands the test of time, culture, and scrutiny. It is something which is true from the beginning of time. It's true now, and the Word of God will be true for eternity. Because God is a living God, and the Word of God Is a living Word. So knowing all these things, today I want to share about this. How shall we approach the living Word of God? What shall we do with this living Word of God? As a believer of Jesus Christ, we are called to be more like Christ in our character, in our behavior, in our mindset, in our attitude. In order to become more like Christ, we we must live out the Word of God. It is not just to become a good person in order to become Christ-like, no. To become Christ-like, we need to live out the Word of God because the Word of God gives life. When God speaks, your life will be transformed. But only the, the, the transformation can only happen when you make the Bible the authoritative standard for your life. When you make the Bible the compass that you, you, you rely on for your life, when you make the Bible the counsel that you listen to for your life, when you make the Bible the benchmark of right and wrong when you evaluate things, then you'll be able to live a blessed life, an abundant life, that there will be love, joy and peace in your life. So, very quickly, I would like to share with you four things that we need to do with the living word of God together for the rest of this year. And I'd like to based my sharing on the book of James this morning. James 1, verse 22 to 25 says here, Do not merely listen to the Word of God, and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the Word, but does not do what it says, is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror, and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. There are four things that we can take out from these few verses. Number one, James 1 verse 25, it says here, But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom, look intently. The first thing we need to do is this, we need to read the Word of God. We need to have an intake, take in the Word of God for our lives. Because the Word of God is the food to nourish and to grow our heart, our soul, and our mind. The Word of God is the food to nourish us. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, it is written in the Bible, Jesus says, Man shall not live on bread alone but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now, it doesn't say that you cannot eat physical food. Chinese New Year is coming. Eat all you can. But the Bible says, "Man shall not live on bread alone, not just on physical food, but also on every word that comes from the mouth of God. That is why even though when we fast from food, we pray we read the word of god we need the word of god the word of god nourish us in our spirit man and also it will affect our physical person our soul so we need to intake we need to read the word of god and the bible also says here the bible the word of god even tastes good psalms 119 103 how sweet are your words to my taste sweeter than honey to my mouth. Now, I want to ask you: Any one of you have taken your Bible and you open your mouth and you bite it? I believe that no sane person would do that. But what does it mean that the Bible, the, the the psalmist says, "How sweet are your words"? It means that you need to actively take in the word, read the word, read the word, and then experience it and know for yourself. That God's Word is true and alive. This is what it means. It tastes good. But first, you need to take it in, read it, and then experience it. So today, are you fasting or are you feasting? Are you fasting or are you feasting from the Word of God? Many of you, you may have been fasting from the Word of God. Meaning that you have not been taking in the Word of God. Now keep in mind, if you come to church once a week hearing a message that is not feasting on the Word of God. If you only eat one physical meal per week, if you only eat once a week, every Sunday 11 o'clock, what will happen to your physical body? It will not be well nourished. You need to eat, have the intake of food every day. Same for your spirit person, same for your soul. You need to take in, you need to read the Word of God on a daily basis. You need to feast on the Word of God. Then only can you truly taste the sweetness of the Word of God. Let the Word of God saturate you. I don't mind if you come and tell me, Pastor, I think I ate too much. What do you eat? The Bible. Hallelujah. But most of you will say, Pastor, I ate too much. What do you eat too much? All the good food, all the yummy food. But let's feast on the Word of God. So today, are you taking in the Word of God? You see, there are four things that you can feed yourself. Number one, poison. What does it mean? Poison are the damaging things that you can put into your mind, heart and soul. It is the things or information that will derange you, degrade you, demoralize you. For example, gossip, slanders, scandal. We like all these things. We like to ask around, hey, what is the latest happening of this person? Gossip. Or it may be violent things that you watch. It may be sexually explicit things that you watch. These are the poison that you can feed your mind with. Or secondly, it can be junk food meaning that those feel-good things make you feel good but these are the things that have no nutritional value mostly these are the stuff that you see on TV and on social media it makes you feel good happy yes sometimes it makes you relax but they have no nutritional value in real life you can eat a lot of junk food you can taste good but sometimes you'll find yourself not able to stop eating it. Why? Because it tastes food. It tastes very good. It's junk food. You may be also be addicted to it also. You can't stop. You may find yourself not be able to stop eating junk food. But eat all you want. All the junk food. All you want. Eat it. But it will not contribute to any nutritional value. On the contrary, it may do damage to your health also. Today, If you feed yourself with junk food, for example, Korean drama, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm asking you, find some value, find some things which is good that can contribute to knowledge, understanding and wisdom and feed yourself with it even even the many video games that you pay that you play it can become a junk food number three brain food okay brain food which is all good food now this may be the good stuff that you put into yourself the information that educates your mind it for example it can be information and also knowledge about science math history, English, geography. It can be ethics, current issue like politics, debates, sports. Those are good things. It can inform you. It can develop you. It can fill your mind. And it will help you to be an all-rounded person. Those are good things. So put in more good stuff. Put in more brain stuff into your life. But above all, I would like to encourage you. Put in number four. Not just poison, not just junk, not just good food. Put in God's food. The Bible. The Word of God. Because God's Word will teach you things that you will not find anywhere else. The Word of God will answer fundamental questions like, Who am I? Where I come from? Where am I going? Does my life matters? Is there purpose and meaning in my life? What is the standard of right and wrong? am I important am I significant those are the question and the answer that you can find in the Word of God you can only get it in the Bible and that's why you need to read the Word of God take in the Word of God feed your soul mind heart with the Word of God today we need to feast on the Word of God not just once a week but on a regular basis on a daily basis But unfortunately, many of us would tend to fill ourselves with junk food, leaving ourselves very little or no time to have the intake of the Word of God. If you watch three to six hours of social media or television today, you will not have time to feed on the Word of God. On average, the study of Malaysia, in Malaysia, in average, in average, a student, whether you are school, college or university, spends about 12 hours a week on social media 12 hours a week if you don't trust me if you have your phone look at your phone's analysis of the apps that you use the time that you spend look at it evaluate yourself what app are you using what how many time have you been using I set my phone that every week Uh, every week on Sunday it would tell me what is the percentage of time that I have been used this morning I look at it my phone tells me my phone usage time gone up 12% and I look at what is the app that I use more and I thank God I use a lot of email app 30% of my time when I use my phone is my email and the second one 20 over percent is my WhatsApp. So I see how I use my phone so that I will make sure that my time is being used wisely here on earth. So if you use three to six hours to watch television, to watch YouTube for your TikTok, you may not have time for the Word of God. If you use four or five hours to play video game, you may not have the discipline or the appetite to have the Word of God. And worse yet you won't even feel hungry or desire for the word of God you may even find it very boring to read the word of God this year let us cut down the junk food let us cut it down get ourselves discipline let learn to take in to read the bible and feast on the word of God let us read it the bible says look intently look intently Not just browse it through. Not just simply read it. Look intently. Guys, when you like a girl, what do you do? You look intently. By the way, not with lust, okay? You look intently. You see, we we say that we love God. We sing that we love Jesus. We pray and say, Jesus, I love you. But have you ever looked intently into the Word of God? We need to start doing it this year first thing we need to do look intently read the Word of God intake the Word of God secondly meditate the Word of God now what does it mean to meditate the Word of God some people think that meditation is put your mind into empty space set it on neutral breathe in breathe out and says no that is not meditation Meditation is when you seriously think about something, seriously chew on something, think about something over and over and over again. Psalms 1-3 says here, Blessed is the one who does not walk in a step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. But blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of God and who meditate His law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by the stream of water, which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do, prosper. Meditation is like planting yourself in the Word of God. Meditation is like going deep into the Word of God. And you do that when you grow deep in the Word of God. When the storm of life comes, when the challenges of life come, when the hardship of life comes, when the time of confusion comes, when the pain and sorrow comes, you will be able to stand strong. You will be like a tree planted by the stream of water. You'll be strong. You'll be fruitful. Meditation. But we need to meditate. Not only read. Meditate. That means you think about it over and over. James chapter 1, verse 25, coming back to this verse. Whoever look intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continue in it. Continue. That means after you read the Word of God, you continue in the Word of God. You meditate on the Word of God. You continue to think about it. You continue to continue to measure and assess your value, your thoughts. Your mindset, your behavior, your attitude, assess all these things in your life based on the Word of God. Continue in it. That's how you meditate it. Now, many of you say, Pastor, but I don't know how to meditate. Actually, you do. Let me tell you why. How many of you, you know how to worry? If you know how to worry, you know how to meditate. You know what is worry? Worry is when you think about something over and over again but you are thinking it in a negative way, and that's called worry. What is meditation? Meditation is when you think about the Word of God over and over again, but not in a negative way, but in a godly way. That is meditation. If you know how to worry, you will be able to meditate. It is simply focusing on the Word of God over and over again. So how do you meditate on the Word of God? First, read a passage of Scripture. You must read the passage of Scripture. By the way, you can read a lot of good devotional books. I'm not saying that it's not good, but ultimately, read the Word of God. Because the Word of God is the Word of God. Don't just read a lot of other stuff about the Word of God. Read the Word of God. Ultimately, first, read the Word of God. Secondly, reflect on the truth of what you have just read. Number three, respond to it. If the Bible says do this, you do this. If the Bible says stop, you stop. the Bible says change, you change. Respond to it. And number, number four, you must listen and also obey. it. So that is how you meditate the Word of God. So this year, I would like to challenge all of us, including myself, Let's start off 2020 in reading the Word of God, looking intently into the Word of God and continue on it, meditating. Reading and meditating the Word of God. How? Let me introduce to you this. Next slide. Next slide. This year, I would like to introduce you this. By the way, I'm not given any commission. Yeah, It's free anyway. This is a YouVersion Bible app. Many of you, you have this habit of reading the Bible. But I also found out that many of you, you do not and does not have this habit. For whatever reason, even though you are a Christian for many years, you have not had this habit of reading and meditating. So this year, let's let's start off right. Let's start off different. I would like to challenge you, encourage you, Let's do this together. As your pastor, I'm committed to do it together with you. Download this YouTube, U-version uh, uh, Bible apps. Not YouTube. You're so happy when I say you download YouTube. Huh? Don't download YouTube. You're listening good. Download this U-version. U okay? It's for free, whether in your Apple or... Whatever the line line, ah, okay, it's only Apple and the Line line, okay? <laughs> and then register yourself. After you register yourself, you add me as friend. Okay? You look for Mike Leo 8. M-I-K-E-L-E-O eight. Why 8? Pastor, you, you like number 8 on on ah? No. Because when I download this many years ago, I register myself, I put M-I-K-E-L-E-O. Ticken so i put m i k l e o 1 ticken number 2 ticken so try 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 number 8 available and that's why it's m i k l e o 8 download you version register yourself at your at the friend look for my name but if you have my phone number in your phone my face will appear because Version will access into your contact list and you can find all the people who have downloaded and registered themselves for Version. Add me as a friend. And then this is what I will want to do with you. Next one. There are many Bible reading plans in the Version Bible app. And as I browse through, as you become my friend, I will want to invite you to participate in these four Bible reading plans. The book of mark matthew luke john i would like to invite you to start with the book of mark let's read the book of mark every day there's a devotion there's a bible reading and there's a meditation through this app let's start with the book of mark because it's the shortest book and after that we will do the book of matthew luke and john and i hope that we can do this by the end of april let's Try. Let's do this together that we will read the book of Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John together in the first quarter of 2020. In your phone, I would like to invite you to participate in this reading plan. So, add me, and I will add you into the reading of the book of Mark. And this will how it looks like. There will be a devotional. Every day you read a devotional, every day you read one chapter, and then The most important thing, the most interesting thing is when you click on Talk It Over. So when you click on Talk It Over, it will bring you to a page like this. Next slide. Based on today's reading, what is one thing that God is saying to you? So you can post your comment. Your comment will be available for everyone to see. Anyone who participated in this campaign together with me in this group, the person will be able to see it. Don't be scared. I'm not here to check on you. I'm here to encourage you to do it together. I'm here to encourage you to do this. Now, I know some of you say, Pastor, I've been doing it faithfully. You want me to join also? Depends on you. You want to do it together, I will be happy. But if you already have this habit of your own devotional time, Bible reading time, you can continue on. It's good. But this is something I want to do for the rest of us who have yet To have the habit who are struggling for whatever reason you wanted to start but you never got to start it I would like to do it with you I would like to encourage you let's do it together this year I would like to encourage you let's participate in it I pray that you make this effort to go out from your comfort zone download register add me to your friend participate in the reading of the gospel the book of Mark, 16th chapter, the book of Matthew, 28th chapter, the book of Luke, 24th chapter, the book of John, twenty one chapter, all together eighty nine chapter. If you start 1st February, you'll be able to end by 30th April. Let's target to read the first four gospel together by the end of April. Let's do this. Let's look intently into the Word of God and let us meditate. My prayer is that we will make our best effort, time and energy to look intently into the perfect Word of God together. Meditate on it together. And there's a power when we come to do it together. And there's something I would like to strongly encourage you. Let's do this together as a body of Christ. Read the Word. Meditate it. Let's move on. Number three, memorize the word of God. The third thing that we need to do with the eternal word of God is to memorize it. James chapter 1, verse 25. Whoever look intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continue it uh, and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard. Not forgetting. This year I don't want you to become a spiritual baby again. It's time to grow up, it's time to live a blessed life. It's time to hide and treasure the word of god in your heart and this is a very important way to start let's memorize the word of god together you may think that you may not have a good memory you may not think that you are able to memorize but let me tell you this you remember what is important to you you remember what you care most about how many of you you can remember birth date you can remember the birth date of your spouse. You can remember the birth date of your parents. You can remember the birth date of your children. You can remember your IC number, your car plate number, some of the important number that you have. You can you can remember your house your house address. I hope you remember your house address. Some of you, when I ask you, hey, what where, 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 where do you stay? I want to come and visit you. Uh, I don't know What's where, my address. I, I, I send you my ways, lah. You remember what is important. You remember what you care about. Husband, boyfriend. If you tell your wife or your girlfriend and say, I love you, but I can't remember your birthday. I can't remember when it's our anniversary. You are looking for trouble, man. How many of you, you will say you love Jesus? How many of you, you say you love Jesus with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind? If so, let us remember what we care most about, the Word of God. Remember, memorize it. You see, memory is a skill that you can learn. It's a muscle that you can strengthen. In fact, memorizing the Scripture, memorizing the Bible will cause your brain to have stronger memory capacity. It is just like your muscle. You may feel weak when you start to work out in a gym, but when you stretch it, when you stretch it more and more, you'll become stronger and stronger. But first, you must step into the gym, you must start to stretch your muscle. But if you don't start reading the Bible, if you don't start memorizing it, forever you will say, you see, I already told you, Pastor, I can't do it. Not because you can't, it's because you didn't. And most of the time, why people go to the gym rather than do it at home? It's because of the togetherness. When you go to the gym, when you see other people having good body shape, you'll be encouraged, wow, I also want to like to be like that. When you run in a treadmill, when there are people running together with you, even though it's strangers, you feel that there's togetherness. There's power when we think, do things together. This year, let's read the Bible together. Let's meditate it together. And let's memorize it together. That is the power of doing it together. Memorize it. Don't give yourself an excuse and say, I cannot. You can. Look at all the things that you have memorized and committed to your mind. If I ask you some of the historical facts of your family members, you can tell me. If I ask you about history, you can tell me. Why? Because you make effort memorize it why is it very important to memorize the word of god two reasons number one you will always have god's word with you you see when you are tempted when you are in a trial and temptation when you go through hardship when you go through pain and sorrow i can guarantee you most of the time you do not have your bible in your pocket when you go through temptation you think that the bible is readily in your pocket you can just take it out anytime and refer to it no Most of the time when you go through all this hardship, temptation, trial, you do not have a Bible with you. That's why you commit it to your mind. When you do evangelism, when the opportunity comes, do you think your Bible in your pocket? No. When you need to pray for someone, when you need to say something encouraging to a person, do you think you have Bible always in your pocket? No. But you can always have the Word of God in your mind. Memorize it. You need to have the Word of God. Remember it. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. It says that the Word of God is like a sword. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitude of the heart. That's how powerful the Word of God is. It's like a sword. You can cut. The sharper it is, the more things you can do with it. But the Bible does not become your sword until you memorize it. It does not, it, it, it do you no good if you put it away on a shelf looking good, collecting dust. It does not do any good to you if you just install it into your phone but never tap to open it. Let me give you an example. In Matthew chapter 4, when Jesus went to the wilderness to fast, the Satan came to tempt Jesus. Satan came and Satan says, Worship me and I will give you the entire kingdom of the world. And then, Matthew chapter 4 verse 10, Jesus says, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve Him only. Now, when Jesus was tempted by the devil, he didn't simply take out the Bible from his pocket. No, it didn't happen that way. He didn't suddenly take the Bible from his pocket and then he started to, 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 to search over, just open, oh, I think, uh, wait, uh, Satan, uh, you, you, you say worship you. Uh. Let, me, let me search in the Bible. I think somewhere in the book of Deuteronomy. Uh, wait, uh, Deuteronomy is Old Testament, or New Testament. Jesus did not do that. Okay, I found Deuteronomy. I think it's this verse. Okay, Satan, to overcome your temptation, this is the verse. Oh, sorry, wrong verse. Wait, ah. Uh. The Bible, did, did Jesus do that? No. When Jesus was tempted, three times, the devil tempted him. Three times, Jesus quoted directly from his mind, quoted the Word of God. He committed Himself to the Word of God. He has memorized the Word of God. So that's why we need to memorize it. Jesus memorized the Word of God. Jesus treasure it in his heart. We need to do so. Just like Jesus, we need to memorize. But Jesus has one huge big advantage in memorizing the Word of God. He's the author. La. He wrote it. La. Of course, he knows his own word. La. But you and I, we need to memorize the Word of God because it is the eternal Word of God. When we face triumph and temptation, we need the Word of God there and then in our mind. No one can help you. You need the Word of God in your mind. Secondly, why you need to memorize the Word of God? So that you can meditate on the Scripture wherever, whenever. Anytime, anywhere. You can meditate on it. You can't meditate if you do not remember the word of God. You can't meditate it if you do not know what Bible verse you have read. For example, if you're trapped in a traffic jam, what do you do? Complain about the traffic jam? Curse the person who just cut in? No. When you're trapped in the traffic jam, meditate on the word of God. Think about the words of God. When you're taking your bath, doing your business in the toilet, nothing to do, what do you do? Meditate the Word of God because it's in your mind. When you're waiting for your girlfriend doing all the shopping she wants in the shopping mall, what do you do? Meditate on the Word of God. When your school teacher is very boring, you're sitting in the classroom, nothing to do, what do you do? Meditate on the Word of God. When you can't sleep at night, don't know for whatever reason, what do you do? Don't count sheep. Meditate on the Word of God. But when you feel boring, when you listen to sermon, don't meditate on the Word of God. (laughs) Why is it important? Because you can meditate the scripture whenever, wherever. You can chew on it whenever, wherever. I like the the example from the cow. You know the cow? The cow has four different... Stomach. Technically, it's not called four different stomachs. It's one stomach, but four different compartments. The the, the cow can can rummage the grass, chew on it, and then swallow it. At any time the cow feels that hungry or want to eat something, it can regurgitate and chew on it and swallow it again. It may sound gross, but I think that is a principle that we can have, you know. Read the Word of God. Read the Word of God. Read the Word of God. Put it into your mind. Memorize it. Commit into your memorization. At any time, anywhere, you feel nothing to do, think about the Word of God. Review it. Meditate it. But you can't do it if there's no Word in you if you don't memorize it. So this year, let me encourage you, memorize it. Do you know that memorizing the Word of God Comes with the blessing of prosperity. Chinese New Year, we like to talk about prosperity, right? Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, it says here Keep this book of the law always on your lips, meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Chinese New Year when people come to you hey Christians don't believe in prosperity ah. we say yes we believe in prosperity Bible talk about prosperity is it? yeah let me tell you uh, by the way I'm a Christian uh. quote this verse if you meditate on the word of God you will be prosperous day and night you'll be prosperous successful of course it's not just finance God says He will bless you according to His riches in glory. Meditation comes with a promise of blessing in terms of prosperity and success. My prayer is this, that we will commit to read the Bible, meditate, and memorize it together. This year, let's memorize the Word of God together. The theme that our church will emphasize this year is faith. And next year, uh, sorry, next month, month of February and March, for two months, we will talk about the main theme of our church this year, faith. We will spend about seven weeks talking about faith. And because we're emphasizing on faith, I've selected 12 Bible verses that's related to faith. And I wanted to encourage you to memorize one verse a month, 12 verses all together, one verse per month, Bible memory verses related to faith. Each month, I will roll out one Bible memory verse related to faith and I want you to read it together. Memorize together. And that is the purpose of this board here on stage. I've I've designed and created, made a fridge magnet And on this fish magnet is Bible memory verses. And I have put some blank so that you start memorizing. Not just on the Bible verse, also on the book. And I hope that we will take this seriously, do it together. Once a month, I will roll out January, February, March. This whiteboard will be always at the back of the hall and it will always be updated with the latest Bible memory verse. I hope that you will come. Take one. Husband and wife, two became one. You take one. Don't take two. Don't fight over it, okay? Take one. And in your family, husband and wife take one. And you have three children. Encourage all your three children to take one. Each of them, take one. Three children, take three. Husband and wife, take one. Free. The word of God is free. Take. After you take, because it's a fridge magnet, make way from, from your fridge. Some of your fridge is decorated with so many nice fridge magnets. I know it's nice. I know it's memorable. Memorable. What? Memorable. Blah, blah, blah. You you went to France, you buy something, you went to America, you buy something, you put it there. But this is the word of God. Make way. I will roll out once a month and there will be 12 of this. By the end of 2020, December, I hope that your fresh magnet will have 12 of this. Collect it one set and your reward shall be great in heaven. Young people, if you have your study desk, Take one, stick it into your study desk. If you do not have something to stick on because it's magnetic, go and buy a magnetic pad from whatever bookshop. Stick it there. Memorize it together. Every month I will roll out one. And today is the one for January. I hope that we will do this together. That every Sunday, every month, you go to this whiteboard, take one. Memorize it together. Memorize it together as a family. Memorize it together in a small group. We will memorize it together on Sunday service also. There will be blanks. For example, January. For by blank, 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 blank. Five blank Means that there's five letters. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. EP is what? Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. Let's memorize generally. For by grace you have been saved to grace. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. By the way, it's very important to memorize the book and the chapter also. I am very guilty of this also. I can quote you many Bible memory verse and then I will only tell you somewhere in the Bible, somewhere, somewhere. But sometimes when we say somewhere, actually, it's not really what the Bible says. We may add or subtract. Because sometimes our memory will fail us. That's why knowing the verse, the Bible uh, book, it will help you to refer back. After the service, I hope that you will take from here. Every one of you, husband and wife, take one. Young people, young adults, take one. Even if you have children in children's church, you want your children to memorize together, take one. But make sure that you do it together as a family, make sure you do it together with a small group. And on Sunday, we will all do it together. Memorize the Word of God. At least by the end of 2020, there's already 12 Word of God hidden, treasured in your life to become a very powerful tool for you to meditate on, as a sword for you to overcome trial and temptation, to become the substance, a strong substance in your life to grow in spiritual maturity. We need to read the bible look into it intently we need to continue on it meditate on it we need to memorize it not forgetting it and number four we need to obey the word of god the word of god is not just given for us to have information it's not just about bible knowledge if you talk about bible knowledge there are many non-christian who have great bible knowledge and by the way the devil have great Bible knowledge but what is the difference between you and the devil I hope that there's a difference uh huh the great difference is this we put our faith in Jesus Christ but as we put our faith in Jesus Christ we need to read meditate memorize and obey the Word of God the Word of God is given so that it can transform us change us from the inside out to be more like Christ The Word of God is never meant for us to study simply to increase our knowledge. The receiving, the reading, the researching, the remembering, the reflecting on the Word of God is useless unless we put it into practice. James 1 verse 25 again, Whoever look intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. It does you no good if you only read it and not apply it you can have all the bible version in your bookshelf you can install as many bible apps in your phone but you will not do you good if you do not obey you do not live out you end up forgetting it and there will be very foolish things to do matthew chapter 7 verse 24 to 27 says here therefore Everyone who hears these words of mine and put them into practice is like a wise man. If you hear the word of God, you put it into practice, you are like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the stream rose, and the wind blew and beat against that house. The circumstances, trial, temptation of life will come. Yet, you do not fall because you have your foundation on the rock. The word of God, you apply The word of God. And next slide. But everyone who hears the word of mine and do not put them into practice, when you come to church, hear a good sermon, it tickles your mind, it informs your heart, you feel good. But when you walk out the hall, you totally forget it. You hear the word, does not put them into practice, it's like a foolish man who built his house on a sand the rain come down, the stream rose, the wind blew and beat against the house, it will fell with a great crash. Not just some simple crash, you know, great crash. Brothers and sisters, you have been in church for many years, heard numerous sermons, attended many seminars, conferences, Bible studies. Again, I would like to encourage you this. Obey the Word. Put it to practice. Become a wise disciple, not a foolish disciple. I want you this year to really seriously make your best time, energy and effort to become a wise follower of Jesus Christ, not a foolish person who missed the promise and the blessing of God. So this year, start obeying the Word of God. Start becoming the doer of the Word of God, not just the reader not just to attender, but the doer of the word of God. When God says forgive, reconcile, restore, repent, we need to do that immediately. When God says go and share the gospel, we need to obey. When God says give generously, sacrificially, we need to start and obey. When God says be still, be quiet, stay in the presence of God, we need to obey. When God says, go, we obey. When God says, stop, we obey. So that our life will be powerful. Our life will be transformed. Our life will be more like Christ. That we will have a deeper relationship with God. That our walk will be mature. Not the same old person as last year, as last, last year. So that we will become mature. Why am I doing all these things? It's because I want all of us this year, to really change, to really make the effort to put in our time, energy, and effort to something that really matters for eternity, to put God first, to put the Word of God first, to put the soul of man first. And that is something that's worth our time, energy, and effort. And by the way, I saw one ping pong ball there. I saw one name. I praise God for the first seat this coming Chinese New Year, you may be meeting many people. That is a God-given opportunity. Start a spiritual conversation. You don't need to preach one hour. Just start a spiritual conversation. Sow the seed. Let's do that. Let's give our best to the Lord. Lastly, in conclusion, let me tell you this. This year, let's read the Bible. Meditate it. Memorize it. Obey it. But don't do it alone. Let's do it together. Why? Because two are better than one. There's encouragement, there's support, there's accountability. And if you can do it alone, you would have done it a long time ago. We need to do it together as a church, as a body of Christ. May I encourage you this year? Let's do this together. Let's read the Word of God together. Let's meditate and memorize it together. Let's obey it together. Let's start this spiritual journey together. This year, I want to stretch your spiritual muscle. I want to see you grow as a disciple of Jesus Christ, not just the same old person. I really want you to grow strong in faith, to grow strong in your character, to grow strong in your maturity. I want to stretch your spiritual muscle so that you become strong. Many of you, you feel weak because you never exercise your spiritual muscle. Let's start a right this year. Let's start right this year. Let's start. But I'll promise you this: there will be challenges. The devil will not let you do this. The devil will not let you start. The devil will always prevent you from the first step to even start it. The devil will make you to resist to start it together. When you start, you'll find it's very hard. You don't even want to feel to start. I can guarantee you that. The devil will not want you to grow. And even if you manage to start, you find it very hard to con- endure, to continue. The devil is going to de- distract you, discourage you. To remind you that you are so lazy. It reminds you that it's okay to delay. Those challenges will come. And I can promise you, if you do it together we encourage one another we commit to it together there's power in unity there's power in encouragement there's power when we come together there's nothing that we cannot do the story of the Tower of babel the people were united and the bible says there's nothing that they cannot do but unfortunately the people during the tower of babel they did something against god When men come together, there's nothing we cannot do this year, this month, today. Let's do this together by faith, commitment, committing to God in reading the Word of God, meditating it, memorizing it, obeying it to put God first, put the Word of God first, put the soul of man first, and I can. Guarantee you this by the end of this year, you will reap the reward of joy. You will have joy, you have peace. And God will be in your life, and you will really experience the promise and the blessing of God like never before. Because you have stretched your feet uh, your spiritual muscle. It will make you stronger. Your spirit person will be stronger. It will influence your physical life, your relational life. Your career your family your health your emotion the holistic person it will be influenced but we need to start right this year right now i would like to challenge you this let's do this together don't take this lightly don't take god lightly don't take the word of god lightly don't take the soul of man lightly because there is eternal consequence It's worth our best effort, time, and energy. Let's stand. I'd like to invite the worship team. Let's sing this song. A song that we have not been sang for a very long time. And I hope that when we sing this song, it will encourage you to ponder, reflect on what you have just heard, and to commit yourself into reading meditating memorizing and obeying the god together let's sing this
1: together Father
0: Lord, we come before you with a heart of humility, knowing that we are created by you, that we need to live by faith and it means that we need your word. The man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord, that comes from the living word of God, the eternal word of God. Father Lord, we have this privilege to have in our hand, in our devices, the eternal Word of God. That this country has allowed us to have the freedom to exercise our faith. Father Lord, let us not take this as granted. Let us not take this, Father Lord, as an opportunity that will be missed. I pray, Father God, that this year, that we will really take seriously the Word of God in our mind, in our heart, in our soul, that we will start to read it regularly, read it on a daily basis, that we will start meditating on it, think about it, that we will over and over again think about the Word of God and evaluate it upon our value, upon our attitude, our behavior, our character. You need to start memorizing the Word of God so that it became the sword for us to fight trial and temptation. That it will become the strength for us in time of needs. And so that we can meditate on it everywhere and anywhere that we go. Father Lord, help us also to obey the Word of God. That we will not just read and forget. We will read and obey When you say forgive we will forgive when you say reconcile we will reconcile when you say go we will go when you say give we will give when you say be still we will come to the feet of our lord jesus christ father lord this year help us to start a right there will be temptation there will be distraction there will be hardship because discipline require us to give up and come up from a comfort zone Help us to start, O oh Lord. Because we can't do it by ourselves. We need the encouragement of our fellow brother and sister to do it together. And we need the power of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, Holy Spirit, right now, I pray that you anoint each one of us. Grant us and empower us in the name of Jesus that we will start. We will start. We will start. And we will continue. We will continue. And we will not forget. And we will do what it says. All because of the power of the Holy Spirit supporting us, empowering us. And as we do it with all other brothers and sisters in Christ, I pray that First Assembly will become a church strong in faith, strong in word, strong in character. That this will be a church that will have the favour of the Lord, the anointing of the Lord, and the glory of the Lord will shine forth because we obey the Word of God. Father God, this shall not be just a good message. This will be a message that we will take our action upon. Be doer of the word of God. And at the end of this year, we know that as we exercise our spiritual muscle, as we stretch our spiritual muscle, we know there is going to be joy. Those who sow with tears will reap with joy. There will be hardship, but we endure we go through, we run this race and by the end of this year and we can truly say we have run the race, we have kept the faith and there shall be joy, Father Lord, help us to endure together, to do this together as a family, do this together in a small group, do this together as a church. Never again, Father Lord, that we want to be a lukewarm Christian not just a Sunday Christian, but we want to change. Start aright. Help us, O oh Lord. And as we, Father Lord, come to the season of Chinese New Year, as we meet with people, give us the opportunity to have spiritual conversation. Give us, Father Lord, the mindset, grant us the boldness, the courage to open up our mouth, put words into our mouth to say, give us that confidence. To sow the seed of faith. Keep our health. Give us the discipline. And as we travel, I pray for safe, journey, mercy. Give us a time of reconciliation with people. Give us a time that we can be with people impacting their lives. A time that we can rest. A time that we can refresh. A time that we can renew. Father Lord, thank you for all this opportunity that we can live our life truly as a disciple of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, we ask and we pray. Amen. Before I see that, see for their hypocritical practices. Jesus reprimanding them because the Pharisees were using the first five books of Moses, the Torah, to control and manipulate people. And this is what Jesus says, Mark chapter 7, verse 13. And you, the Pharisee, Jesus says, you nullify the Word of God by your tradition that you have handed down. And you do many things like that. So Jesus referred the Scripture as the Word of God. So the Bible is the Word of God. And Jesus reminds us that the Bible is a very unique book because it is also the eternal Word of God. It lasts forever. Matthew chapter 5 verse 18. For truly I tell you, Jesus says, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. The law referred to the writing of the first five books of the Torah, the word. So Jesus referred it as the eternal word of God. The eternal truth that stands the test of time culture, and scrutiny. It is something which is true from the beginning of time. It's true now, and the Word of God will be true for eternity. Because God is a living God, and the Word of God is a living Word. So knowing all these things, today I want to share about this. How shall we approach the living Word of God? What shall we do with this living Word of God? As a believer of Jesus Christ, We are called to be more like christ in our character in our behavior in our mindset in our attitude in order to become more like christ we we must live out the word of god it's not just become a good person in order to become christ-like no to become christ-like we need to live out the word of god because the word of god gives life when god speaks, your life will be transformed but only The the, the transformation can only happen when you make Bible the authoritative standard for your life. When you make the Bible the compass that you, you, you rely on for your life. When you make the Bible the counsel that you listen to for your life. When you make the Bible the benchmark of right and wrong. When you evaluate things. Then you'll be able to live a blessed life, an abundant life. That there will be love, joy and peace in your life. So, very quickly, I would like to share with you four things that we need to do with the living word of God together for the rest of this year. And I'd like to base my sharing on the book of James this morning. James 1, verse 22 to 25 says here Do not merely listen to the word of God and so deceive yourself, do what it says. There are four things that we can take out from these few verses. Number one, James chapter one, verse twenty-five, it says here, but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom, look intently. The first thing we need to do is this: we need to read the word of God. We need to have an intake. Take in the Word of God for our lives. Because the Word of God is the food to nourish and to grow our heart, our soul, and our mind. The Word of God is the food to nourish us. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, it is written in the Bible, Jesus says, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now, it doesn't say that you cannot eat physical food. Chinese New Year is coming. Eat all you can. But the Bible says, men shall not live on bread alone, not just on physical food, but also on every word that comes from the mouth of God. That is why even though when we fast from food, we pray, we read the Word of God, we need the Word of God. The Word of God nourishes us in our spirit, man, and also it will affect our physical person. Our soul. So we need to intake. We need to read the word of God. And the Bible also says here, the Bible, the word of God, even tastes good. Psalms 119, 103. How sweet are your words to my taste? Sweeter than honey to my mouth. Now I want to ask you, any one of you have taken your Bible and you open your mouth and you bite it uh? I believe that no sane person would do that. But what does it mean that in the Bible, the psalmist says how sweet are your words. It means that you need to actively take in the word. Read the word. Read the word and then experience it and know for yourself that God's word is true and alive. This is what it means. It tastes good. But first, you need to take it in. Read it. And then experience it so today are you fasting or are you feasting are you fasting or are you feasting from the word of god many of you you may has been fasting from the word of god meaning that you have not been taking in the word of god now keep in mind if you come to church once a week hearing a message that is not feasting on the word of god if you only eat one physical meal per week if you only eat Once a week, every Sunday, 11 o'clock, what will happen to your physical body? It will not be well nourished. You need to have the intake of food every day. Same for your spirit person. Same for your soul. You need to take in, you need to read the Word of God on a daily basis. You need to feast on the Word of God. Then only can you truly taste the sweetness of the Word of God. Let the Word of God saturate you. I don't mind if you come and tell me, Pastor, I think I ate too much. What do you eat? The Bible. Hallelujah. But most of you will say, Pastor, I ate too much. What do you eat too much? All the good food, all the yummy food. But let's feast on the Word of God. So today, are you taking in the Word of God? You see, there are four things that you can feed yourself. Number one, poison. What does it mean? Poison are the damaging things that you can put into your mind, heart, and soul. It is the things or information that will derange you, degrade you, demoralize you. For example, gossip, slanders, scandal. We like all these things. We like to ask around, hey, what is the latest happening of this person? Gossip. Or, it may be violent things that you watch. It may be sexually explicit things that you watch. These are the poison that you can feed your mind with. Or secondly, it can be junk food. Meaning that those feel-good things make you feel good. But these are the things that have no nutritional value. Mostly, these are the stuff that you see on TV and on social media. It makes you feel good, happy. Yes, sometimes it makes you relax. But they have no nutritional value. In real life, you can eat a lot of junk food. It can taste good, but sometimes you'll find yourself not able to stop eating it. Why? Because it tastes good. It tastes very good. It's junk food. You may be also be addicted to it also. You can't stop. You may find yourself not be able to stop eating junk food, but eat all you want, all the junk food, all you want, eat it, but it will not contribute to any nutritional value. On the contrary, it may do damage to your health also if you feed yourself with junk food, for example, Korean drama, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm asking you, find some value, find some things which is good that can contribute to knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. And feed yourself with it. Even even the many video games that you pay that you play, it can become a junk food. Number three, brain food. Okay, brain food, which is all good food. Now, this may be the good stuff that you put into yourself, the information that educates your mind. It for example, it can be information and also knowledge about science, math history, English, geography. It can be ethics, current issue like politics, debates, sports. Those are good things. It can inform you. It can develop you. It can fill your mind. And it it will help you to be an all-rounder person. Those are good things. So put in more good stuff. Put in more brain stuff into your life. But above all, to encourage you. Put in number four. Not just poison, not just junk, not just good food. Put in God's food. The Bible. The Word of God. Because God's Word will teach you things that you will not find anywhere else. The Word of God will answer fundamental questions like, who am I? Where I come from? Where am I going? Does my life matters? Is there purpose and meaning in my life? What is the standard of right and wrong? Am I important? Am I significant? Those are the question and the answer that you can find in the word of God. You can only get it in the Bible. And that is why you need to read the Word of God. Take in the Word of God. Feed your soul, mind, heart with the Word of God. Today we need to feast on the Word of God. Not just once a week, but on a regular basis, on a daily basis. But unfortunately, many of us would tend to fill ourselves with junk food, leaving ourselves very little or no time to have the intake of the word of God. If you watch three to six hours of social media or television today, you will not have time to feed on the word of God. On average, the study of Malaysia, in Malaysia, in in average, a student, whether you are school, college, or university, spends about 12 hours a week on social media. 12 hours a week. If you don't trust me, if you have your phone, look at your phone's analysis of the apps that you use, the time that you spend. Look at it, evaluate yourself. What app are you using? What, how many times have you been using? I set my phone that every week, uh, every week, on Sunday, it will tells me what is the percentage of time that I've been used. This morning, I look at it, my phone tells me my phone usage time gone up 12%. And I look at what is the app that I use more, and I thank God I use a lot of email app. 30% of my time when I use my phone is my email. And the second one, 20 over percent is my WhatsApp. So I see how I use my phone. So that I will make sure that my time is being used wisely here on earth. So if you use three to six hours to watch television, to watch YouTube, for your TikTok, you may not have time for the Word of God. If you use four or five hours to play video game, you may not have the discipline or the appetite to have the Word of God. And worse yet, you won't even feel hungry or desire for the Word of God. You may even find it very boring to read the Word of God. This year, let us cut down the junk food. Let us cut it down. Get ourselves disciplined. Learn to take in, to read the Bible and feast on the Word of God. Let us read it. The Bible says, look intently. Look intently. Not just browse it through. Not just simply read it. Look intently. Guys, when you like a girl, what do you do? You look intently. By the way, not with lust, okay? You look intently. You see, we we say that we love God. We sing that we love Jesus. We pray and say, Jesus, I love you. But have you ever looked intently into the word of God? We need to start doing it this year. First thing we need to do: look intently, read the Word of God, intake the Word of God. Secondly, meditate the Word of God. Now what does it mean to meditate the Word of God? Some people think that meditation is put your mind into empty space. Set it on neutral. Breathe in, breathe out and it says, om. no, that is not meditation. Meditation is when you seriously think about something. Seriously chew on something. Think about something over and over and over again. Psalms 1-3 says here, Blessed is the one who does not walk in the step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. But blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of God and who meditates His law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by the stream of water, which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do, prosper. Meditation is like planting yourself in the Word of God. Meditation is like going deep into the Word of God. And you do that when you grow deep in the Word of God. When the storm of life comes, when the challenges of life come, when the hardship of life comes, when the time of confusion comes, when the pain and sorrow comes, you will be able to stand strong. You will be like a tree planted by the stream of water. You'll be strong. You'll be fruitful. Meditation. But we need to meditate. Not only read. Meditate. That means you think about it over and over. James chapter 1, verse 25, coming back to this verse. Whoever look intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continue in it. Continue. That means after you read the Word of God, you continue in the Word of God. You meditate on the Word of God. You continue to think about it. You continue to continue to measure and assess your value, your thoughts. Your mindset, your behavior, your attitude, assess all these things in your life based on the Word of God. Continue in it. That's how you meditate it. Now, many of you say, Pastor, but I don't know how to meditate. Actually, you do. Let me tell you why. How many of you, you know how to worry? If you know how to worry, you know how to meditate. You know why it's worry? Worry is when you think about something over and over again but you are thinking it in a negative way. And that's called worry. What is meditation? Meditation is when you think about the Word of God over and over again, but not in a negative way, but in a godly way. That is meditation. If you know how to worry, you will be able to meditate. It is simply focusing on the Word of God over and over again. So how do you meditate on the Word of God? read a passage of Scripture. You must read the passage of Scripture. By the way, you can read a lot of good devotional books. I'm not saying that it's not good, but ultimately, read the Word of God. Because the Word of God is the Word of God. Don't just read a lot of other stuff about the Word of God. Read the Word of God. Ultimately. First, read the Word of God. Secondly, reflect on the truth of what you have just read. Number three, respond to it. If the Bible says do this, you do this. If the Bible says stop, you stop. the Bible says change, you change. Respond to it. And number, number four, you must listen and also obey. So that is how you meditate the Word of God. So this year, I would like to challenge all of us, including myself, Let's start off 2020 in reading the Word of God, looking intently into the Word of God, and continue on it, meditating. Reading and meditating the Word of God. How? Let me introduce to you this. Next slide. Next slide. This year, I would like to introduce you this. By the way, I'm not given any commission, yeah? It's free anyway. This is a YouVersion Bible app. Many of you, you have this habit of reading the Bible. But I also found out that many of you, you do not and does not have this habit. For whatever reason, even though you are a Christian for many years, you have not had this habit of reading and meditating. So this year, last, let, let's start off right. Let's start off different. I would like to challenge you, encourage you, Let's do this together. As a pastor, I'm committed to do it together with you. Download this YouTube, uh, uh, U-version Bible apps. Not YouTube. You're so happy when I say you download YouTube, huh? Don't download YouTube. <laughs> You're listening good. Download this U-version, U okay? It's for free, whether in your Apple or Whatever the line line are ah, okay? It's only Apple and the line line, okay? <laughs> and then, register yourself. After you register yourself, you add me as friend, okay? You look for Mike Leo 8, M I K E L E O 8. Why 8? Pastor, you, you like number 8 on ONG, ah? No. Because when I download this many years ago, I register myself, I put M I K E L E O, Dickon. So, I put M-I-K-L-E-O, one, taken. Number two, taken. So, try, 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 number eight, available. And that's why it's M-I-K-L-E-O, eight. Download new version, register yourself, add your f- add the friend, look for my name. But if you have my phone number in your phone, my face will appear because you version will access into your contact list, and you can find all the people who have downloaded and registered themselves for you Version. Add me as a friend, and then this is what I will want to do with you. Next one. There are many Bible reading plans in the you Version Bible app. And as I browse through, as you become my friend, I will want to invite you to participate in these four Bible reading plans. The book of Mark, Matthew, Luke, John. I would like to invite you to start with the book of Mark. Let's read the book of Mark every day. There's a devotion, there's a Bible reading, and there's a meditation through this app. Let's start with the book of Mark because it's the shortest book. And after that, we'll do the book of Matthew, Luke, and John. And I hope that we can do this by the end of April let's try let's do this together that we will read the book of mark matthew luke and john together in the first quarter of 2020. in your phone i would like to invite you to participate in this reading plan so add me and i will add you into the reading of the book of mark and this will how it looks like there will be a devotional every day you read a devotional every day you read one chapter And then, the most important thing, the most interesting thing is when you click on Talk It Over. So when you click on Talk It Over, it will bring you to a page like this. Next slide. Based on today's reading, what is one thing that God is saying to you? So you can post your comment. Your comment will be available for everyone to see. Anyone who participated in this campaign together with me in this group person will be able to see it. Don't be scared. I'm not here to check on you. I'm here to encourage you to do it together. I'm here to encourage you to do this. Now, I know some of you say, Pastor, I've been doing it faithfully. You want me to join also? Up? Depends on you. You want to do it together, I will be happy. But you, if you already have this habit of your own devotional time, Bible reading time, you can continue on. It's good. But this is something I want to do For the rest of us who have yet to have the habit, who are struggling for whatever reason, you wanted to start but you never got to start it, I would like to do it with you. I would like to encourage you. Let's do it together. This year, I would like to encourage you. Let's participate in it. I pray that you make this effort to go out from your comfort zone, download, register, add me to your friend, participate in the reading of the gospel book of Mark, 16th chapter, the book of Matthew, 28th chapter, the book of Luke, 24th chapter, the book of John, 21 chapter, all together 89 chapter. If you start 1st February, you'll be able to end by 30th April. Let's target to read the first four gospel together by the end of April. Let's do this. Let's look intently into the Word of God and let us meditate. My prayer is that we will make our best effort, time and energy to look intently into the perfect Word of God together. Meditate on it together. And there's a power when we come to do it together. And there's something I would like to strongly encourage you. Let's do this together as a body of Christ. Read the Word. Meditate it. Let's move on. Number three, memorize the Word of God. The third thing that we need to do with the eternal Word of God is to memorize it. James 1, verse 25, whoever look intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continue it, uh, and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard. Not forgetting. This year, I don't want you to become a spiritual baby again. It's time to grow up. It's time to live a blessed life. It's time hide and treasure the word of God in your heart. And this is a very important way to start. Let's memorize the word of God together. You may think that you may not have a good memory. You may not think that you are able to memorize. But let me tell you this. You remember what is important to you. You remember what you care most about. How many of you, you can remember birth date? You can remember birthday of your spouse. You can remember the birthday of your parents. You can remember the birthday of your children. You can remember your IC number, your car plate number, some of the important number that you have. You can you can remember your house your house address. I hope you remember your house address. Some of you, when I ask you, hey, what where 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 where, where do you stay? I want to come and visit you. Uh, I don't know where what's my address. I, I I I send you my ways You remember what is important. You remember what you care about. Husband, boyfriend. If you tell your wife or your girlfriend and say, I love you, but I can't remember your birthday. I can't remember when is our anniversary. You are looking for trouble, man. How many of you, you will say you love Jesus? How many of you, you say you love Jesus with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind? If so, let us remember what we care most about, the Word of God. Remember, memorize it. You see, memory is a skill that you can learn. It's a muscle that you can strengthen. In fact, memorizing the scripture, memorizing the Bible will cause your brain to have stronger memory capacity. It is just like your muscle. You may feel weak when you start to work out in a gym. But when you stretch it, when you stretch it more and more, you'll become stronger and stronger. But first, you must step into the gym, you must start to stretch your muscle. But if you don't start reading the Bible, if you don't start memorizing it, forever you will say, you see, I already told you Pastor, I can't do it. Not because you can't, it's because you didn't. And most of the time, why people go to the gym rather than do it at home? It's because of the togetherness. When you go to the gym, when you see other people having good body shape, you'll be encouraged, wow, I also want to to be like that. When you run in a treadmill, when there are people running together with you, even though it's strangers, you feel that there's togetherness. There's power when you do things together. This year, let's read the Bible together. Let's meditate it together. And let's memorize it together. That is the power of doing it together. Memorize it. Don't give yourself an excuse and say, I cannot. You can. Look at all the things that you have memorized and committed to your mind. If I ask you some of the historical facts of your family members, you can tell me. If I ask you about history, you can tell me why. Because you make effort memorize it. Why is it very important to memorize the Word of God? Two reasons. Number one, you will always have God's Word with you. You see, when you are tempted, when you are in a trial and temptation, when you go through hardship, when you go through pain and sorrow, I can guarantee you, most of the time, you do not have your Bible in your pocket. When you go through temptation, you think that the Bible is readily in your pocket, you can just take it out anytime and refer to it. No. No. Most of the time when you go through all this hardship, temptation, trial, you do not have a Bible with you. That's why you commit it to your mind. When you do evangelism, when the opportunity comes, do you think your Bible in your pocket? No. When you need to pray for someone, when you need to say something encouraging to a person, do you think you have Bible always in your pocket? No. But You can always have the word of God in your mind. Memorize it. You need to have the word of God. Remember it. Hebrew chapter 4 verse 12. It says that the word of God is like a sword. Hebrew chapter 4 verse 12. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitude of the heart. That's how powerful the word of God is. It's like a sword. You can cut. The sharper it is, the more things you can do with it. But the Bible does not become your sword until you memorize it. It does not, it it, it do you no good. If you put it away on a shelf, looking good, collecting dust. It does not do any good to you if you just install it to your phone but never tap to open it. Let me give you an example. In Matthew chapter 4, when Jesus went to the wilderness to fast, the Satan came to tempt Jesus. Satan came, and Satan says, Worship me, and I will give you the entire kingdom of the world. And then, Matthew chapter 4, verse 10, Jesus says, It is written, Worship the Lord your God, and serve him only. When Jesus was tempted by the devil, he didn't simply take out the Bible from his pocket. No. It didn't happen that way. He didn't suddenly take the Bible from his pocket and then he started to, 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 to search over, just open. Oh, I think, uh wait, uh, Satan. you uh, you 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 say worship you are. Uh, let me let me search in the Bible. I think somewhere in the book of Deuteronomy. Uh wait uh, Deuteronomy is old testament or new testament. Jesus not do that. Okay, I found Deuteronomy. I think it's this verse. Okay, Satan, to overcome your temptation, this is the verse. Oh, sorry, wrong verse. Wait, ah. Uh. The Bible, did, did Jesus do that? No. When Jesus was tempted, three times the devil tempted him, three times Jesus quoted directly from his mind, quoted the word of God committed himself to the Word of God. He have memorized the Word of God. So that's why we need to memorize it. Jesus memorized the Word of God. Jesus treasured it in his heart. We need to do so. Just like Jesus, we need to memorize. But Jesus has one huge, big advantage in memorizing the Word of God. He's the author. La. He wrote it. La. Of course, he knows his own word. La. But you and I, the Word of God because it is the eternal Word of God. When we face trial and temptation, we need the Word of God then, and then. In our mind. No one can help you. You need the Word of God in your mind. Secondly, why you need to memorize the Word of God? So that you can meditate on the Scripture wherever, whenever. Anytime, anywhere, you can meditate on it. You can't meditate if you remember the word of God. You can't meditate it if you do not know what Bible verse you have have read. For example, if you're trapped in a traffic jam, what do you do? Complain about the traffic jam? Curse the person who just cut in? No. When you're trapped in the traffic jam, meditate on the word of God. Think about the words of God. When you're taking your bath, doing your business in the toilet, nothing to do, what do you do? Meditate the word of God is in your mind. When you're waiting for your girlfriend doing all the shopping she wants in the shopping mall, what do you do? Meditate on the word of God. When your school teacher is very boring, you're sitting in the classroom, nothing to do, what do you do? Meditate on the word of God. When you can't sleep at night, don't know for whatever reason, what do you do? Don't count sheep. Meditate on the word of God. But when you feel boring, when you listen to sermon, don't meditate on the Word of God. (laughs) Why is it important? Because you can meditate the scripture whenever, wherever. You can chew on it whenever, wherever. I like the the example from the cow. You know the cow? The cow has four different stomach. Technically, it's not called four different stomachs. It's one stomach, but four different compartments. The, the, the cow can, can rummage the grass, chew on it, and then swallow it. At any time the cow feels that hungry or want to eat something, it can regurgitate and chew on it and swallow it again. It may sound gross, but I think there is some, a principle that we can have, you know. Read the Word of God. Read the Word of God. Read the Word of God. Put it into your mind. Memorize it. Commit into your memorization. At any time, anywhere, you feel nothing to do, think about the Word of God. Review it. Meditate it. But you can't do it if there's no Word in you, if you don't memorize it. So this year, let me encourage you memorize it. Do you know that memorizing the Word of God Comes with the blessing of prosperity. Chinese New Year, we like to talk about prosperity, right? Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, it says here Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Chinese New Year, when people come to you, hey, Christians don't believe in prosperity. ah." We say, Yes, we believe in prosperity. Bible talks about prosperity. Is it? Yeah. Let me tell you, oh, by the way, I'm a Christian. Huh? Quote this verse. If you meditate on the word of God, you will be prosperous day and night. You'll be prosperous, successful. Of course, it's not just finance. God says he will bless you according to his wishes and glory. Meditation comes with a promise of blessing in terms of Prosperity and success. My prayer is this that we will commit to read the Bible, meditate, and memorize it together. This year, let's memorize the Word of God together. The theme that our church will emphasize this year is faith. And next year, uh, sorry, next month, month of February and March, for two months, we will talk about the main theme of our church this year, faith. We will spend about seven weeks talking about faith. And because we're emphasizing on faith, I've selected 12 Bible verses that's related to faith. And I wanted to encourage you to memorize one verse a month. 12 verses all together. One verse per month. Bible memory verses related to faith. Each month, I will roll out one Bible memory verse related to faith, and I want you to read it together. Memorize together. And that is the purpose of this board here on stage. I've I've designed and created made a fridge magnet, and on this fridge magnet is Bible memory verses. And I have put some blank so that you start memorizing Not just on the Bible verse, also on the book. And I hope that we will take this seriously, do it together. Once a month, I will roll out January, February, March. This whiteboard will be always at the back of the hall, and it will always be updated with the latest Bible memory verse. I hope that you will come. Take one. Husband and wife, two became one. You take one. take two la. Don't fight over it, okay? Take one. And in your family, husband and wife take one. And you have three children. Encourage all your three children to take one. Each of them take one. Three children, take three. Husband and wife, take one. Three. The word of God is free. Take. After you take, because it's a fridge magnet, make way from, from your fridge. Some of your fridge is decorated with so many nice fridge magnets. No, it's nice. I know it's memorable. Memorable, what? Memorable, blah blah blah. <laughs> you no, know, you went to France, you buy something. You went to America, you buy something. You put it there. But this is the word of God. Make way. I will roll out once a month, and there will be 12 of this. By the end of 2020, December, I hope that your fresh magnet will have 12 of this, Collect it one set and your reward shall be great in heaven. Young people, if you have your study desk, take one, stick it into your study desk. If you do not have something to stick on because it's magnetic, go and buy a magnetic pad from whatever bookshop. Stick it there. Memorize it together. Every month, I will roll out one. And today is the one for January. I hope that we will do this together. That every Sunday, every month, you go to this whiteboard. pick one, memorize it together. Memorize it together as a family. Memorize it together in a small group. We will memorize it together on Sunday service also. There will be blanks. For example, January, four by blank 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 blank. Five blank means that there's five letters for by grace you have been saved through faith. EP is what? Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. Let's memorize generally. For by grace you have been saved through grace. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. By the way, it's very important to memorize the book and the chapter also. I am very guilty of this also. I can quote you many Bible memory words and then I will only tell you somewhere in the Bible, somewhere, somewhere. But sometimes when we say somewhere, actually, it's not really what the Bible says. We may add or subtract because sometimes our memory will fail us. That's why knowing the verse, the Bible uh, book, it will help you to refer back. After the service, I hope that you will take from here. Every one of you, husband and wife, take one. Young people, young adult, take one. Even if you have children in children's church, you want your children to memorize together, take one. But make sure that you do it together as a family. Make sure you do it together with a small group. And on Sunday, we will all do it together. Memorize the word of God. At least by the end of 2020, there's already 12 Word of God hidden, treasured in your life to become a very powerful tool for you to meditate on as a sword for you to overcome trial and temptation, to become the substance, a strong substance in your life to grow in spiritual maturity. We need to read the Bible, look into it intently. We need to continue on it, meditate on it. We need to memorize it, not forgetting it. And number four, we need to obey the Word of God. The Word of God is not just given for us to have information. It's not just about Bible knowledge. If you talk about Bible knowledge, there are many non christian who have great Bible knowledge. And by the way, the devil has great Bible knowledge. But what is the difference between you and the devil? I hope that there is a difference. Uh-huh. The great difference is this. We put our faith in Jesus Christ. But as we put our faith in Jesus Christ, we need to read, Meditate, memorize, and obey the Word of God. The Word of God is given so that it can transform us, change us from the inside out to be more like Christ. The Word of God is never meant for us to study simply to increase our knowledge. The receiving, the reading, the researching, the remembering, the reflecting on the Word of God is useless unless we put it into practice. James 1, verse 25 again, whoever look intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. It does you no good if you only read it and not apply it. You can have all the Bible version in your bookshelf. You can install as many Bible apps in your phone. But you will not do you good if you do not obey, you do not live out end up forgetting it and there will be very foolish things to do matthew chapter 7 verse 24 to 27 says here therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and put them into practice is like a wise man if you hear the word of god you put it into practice you are like a wise man who built his house on the rock the rain came down the stream rose and the wind blew and beat against that house The circumstances, trial, temptation of life will come. Yet, you do not fall because you have your foundation on the rock, the word of God. You apply the word of God. And next slide. But everyone who hears the word of mine and do not put them into practice, when you come to church, hear a good sermon. It tickles your mind. It informs your heart. You feel good. But when you walk out the hall, you totally forget it hear the word, does not put them into practice. It's like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain come down, the stream rose, the wind blew and beat against the house. It will fell with a great crash. Not just some simple crash, you know, great crash. Brothers and sisters, you have been in church for many years, heard numerous sermons, attended many seminars, conferences, Bible studies, Again, I would like to encourage you this. Obey the word. Put it to practice. Become a wise disciple, not a foolish disciple. I want you this year to really seriously make your best time, energy, and effort to become a wise follower of Jesus Christ, not a foolish person who missed the promise and the blessing of God. So this year, start obeying the Word of God, start becoming the doer of the Word of God, not just the reader, not just the attender, but the doer of the Word of God. When God says forgive, reconcile, restore, repent, we need to do that immediately. When God says go and share the gospel, we need it to obey. When God says give generously, sacrificially, we need to start and obey. When God says be still. Stay in the presence of God. We need to obey. When God says go, we obey. When God says stop, we obey. So that our life will be powerful. Our life will be transformed. Our life will be more like Christ. That we will have a deeper relationship with God. That our walk will be mature, not the same old person as last year, as last, last year. So that we Why am I doing all these things? It's because I want all of us this year to really change, to really make the effort to put in our time, energy, and effort to something that really matters for eternity, to put God first, to put the Word of God first, to put the soul of man first. And that is something that's worth our time, energy, and effort. And by the way, I saw one ping pong ball there. I saw one name. Praise God for the first seed. This coming Chinese New Year, you may be meeting many people. That is a God-given opportunity. Start a spiritual conversation. You don't need to preach one hour. Just start a spiritual conversation. Sow the seed. Let's do that. Let's give our best to the Lord. Lastly, in conclusion, let me tell you this. This year, Let's read the Bible. Meditate it. Memorize it. Obey it. But don't do it alone. Let's do it together. Why? Because two are better than one. There's encouragement. There's support. There's accountability. And if you can do it alone, you would have done it a long time ago. We need to do it together as a church, as a body of Christ. May I encourage you this year? Let's do this together. Let's read the Word of God Let's meditate and memorize it together. Let's obey it together. Let's start this spiritual journey together. This year, I want to stretch your spiritual muscle. I want to see you grow as a disciple of Jesus Christ, not just the same old person. I really want you to grow strong in faith, to grow strong in your character, to grow strong in your maturity. I want to stretch your spiritual muscle so that you become strong. Many of you, you feel weak because you never exercise your spiritual muscle. Let's start right this year. Let's start right this year. Let's start. But I'll promise you this. There will be challenges. The devil will not let you do this. The devil will not let you start. The devil will always prevent you from the first step to even start it. The devil make you to resist to start it together when you start you find it's very hard you don't even want to feel to start i can guarantee you that the devil would not want you to grow and even if you manage to start you find it very hard to con- endure to continue the devil is going to de- distract you discourage you to remind you that you are so lazy it reminds you that it's okay to delay those challenges will come. And I can promise you that if you do it together, we encourage one another. We commit to it together. There's power in unity. There's power in encouragement. There's power when we come together. There's nothing that we cannot do. The story of the power of Babel. The people were united. And the Bible says there's nothing that they cannot do. But unfortunately, the people during the Tower of Babel, they did something against God. But when men come together, there's nothing we cannot do. This year, this month, today, let's do this together. By faith, commitment, committing to God, in reading the Word of God, meditating it, memorizing it, obeying it, to put God first, put the Word of God first, put the soul of man first and i can guarantee you this by the end of this year you will reap the reward of joy you will have joy you have peace and god will be in your life and you will really experience the promise and the blessing of god like never before because you have stretched your feet uh, your spiritual muscle it will make you stronger your spirit person will be stronger in you will influence your physical life, your relational life, your career, your family, your health, your emotion, the holistic person, it will be influenced. But we need to start right. This year, right now, I would like to challenge you this. Let's do this together. Don't take this lightly. Don't take God lightly. Don't take the word of God lightly. Don't take the soul of man lightly there is eternal consequence. It's worth our best effort, time, and energy. Let's stand. I'd like to invite the worship team. Let's sing this song. A song that we have not been sang for a very long time. And I hope that when we sing this song, it will encourage you to ponder on what you have just heard and to commit yourself into reading, meditating, memorizing, and obeying the God together. Let's sing this together. You with a heart of humility Knowing that we are created by You, that we need to live By faith, and it means That we need Your Word The man shall not live on bread alone But by every word that comes From the mouth of the Lord That comes from the living Word of God The eternal Word of God Father Lord, we have this privilege To have in our hand, in our devices The eternal Word of God That this country has allowed Us to have the freedom Exercise our faith. Father Lord, let us not take this as granted. Let us not take this, Father Lord, as an opportunity that will be missed. I pray, Father God, that this year, that we will really take seriously the Word of God in our mind, in our heart, in our soul. That we will start to read it regularly. Read it on a daily basis. That we will start meditating on it. Think about it. That we will over and over again, Think about the Word of God and evaluate it upon our value, upon our attitude, our behavior, our character. You need to start memorizing the Word of God so that it became the sword for us to fight trial and temptation. That it will become the strength for us in time of needs. And so that we can meditate on it everywhere and anywhere that we go. Father Lord, help us also to obey the Word of God that we will not just read and forget. We will read and obey. When you say forgive, we will forgive. When you say reconcile, we will reconcile. When you say go, we will go. When you say give, we will give. When you say be still, we will come to the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father Lord, this year, help us to start aright. There will be temptation. There will be distraction. There will be hardship, because discipline requires us to give up and come up from a comfort zone. Help us to start, oh Lord, because we can't do it by ourselves. We need the encouragement of our fellow brother and sisters to do it together, and we need the power of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, Holy Spirit, right now, I pray that you anoint each one of us, grant us and empower us in the name of Jesus that we will start, we will start, we will start And we will continue, we will continue, and we will not forget. And we will do what it says. All because of the power of the Holy Spirit supporting us, empowering us. And as we do it with all other brothers and sisters in Christ, I pray that First Assembly will become a church strong in faith, strong in word, strong in character. That this will be a church that will have the favor of the Lord, the anointing of the Lord, The glory of the Lord will shine forth because we obey the word of God. Father God, this shall not be just a good message. This will be a message that we will take our action upon. Be doer of the word of God. And at the end of this year, we know that as we exercise our spiritual muscle, as we stretch our spiritual muscle, we know there's going to be joy those whose soul with tears, who reap with joy, there will be hardship. But we endure. We go through. We run this race. And by the end of this year, and we can truly say is we have run the race. We have kept the faith. And there shall be joy, Father Lord. Help us to endure together. To do this together as a family. Do this together in a small group. Do this together as a church. Never again, Father Lord, that we want to be a lukewarm Christian, not just a Sunday Christian, but we want to change, start aright. Help us, O oh Lord. And as we, Father Lord, come to the season of Chinese New Year, as we meet with people, give us an opportunity to have spiritual conversation. Give us, Father Lord, the mindset, grant us the boldness, the courage to open up our mouth, put words into our mouth to say, give us that confidence to sow the seed of faith. Keep our health, give us the discipline, and as we travel, I pray for safe journey mercy. Give us a time of reconciliation with people. Give us a time that we can be with people impacting their lives, a time that we can rest, a time that we can refresh, a time that we can renew. Father, Lord, thank you for all this opportunity that we can live our life truly as a disciple of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, we ask and we pray.